0: Welcome to this edition of Community Associations Institute's podcast. My name is Tony Campisi and I'm the Chapter Executive Director of CAI's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. In this episode we'll be having a conversation about social media for employers and this information will be relevant to all of our membership but most importantly our management companies, our business partner members, and those condominium buildings and homeowner associations that employ staff. We'll cover the potential dangers and risks for employers that can be caused by social media, and we'll discuss any laws specifically directed at employers and what you can do in relation to an employee's social media activity. Our guest today is Greg Hanscom, an associate in the Philadelphia office of attorneys Fisher and Phillips. Greg's practice is devoted to representing employers in a wide array of litigation and non-litigation matters and focuses, in part, on discrimination claims brought under various federal, state, and local statutes, including Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Pennsylvania Human Relations Act, the New Jersey Law Against Discrimination, and the Philadelphia Fair Practices Ordinance. So welcome, Greg. Thank you very much. Greg, you presented a topic similar to this at CAI's Pocono Mountains Regional Council a few months back, and many of our large-scale communities in the Poconos have large staffs and many employees, but many of our other members, including management companies and our business partners, also confront these issues. So how is social media
1: impacting employers? Sure. So I think the best way to approach that question is to look at a couple numbers first, which would be just the, the amount of people using social media these days, and that would be just for Facebook, which is kind of what everyone knows. A million people have daily activity on Facebook. 414 million people use LinkedIn. So the message there is everyone is on social media, and that includes your employees. So that means you're going to have to deal with employee use of social media, both in the workplace and outside the workplace. It's just so prevalent and it's growing, so there's no way to avoid these issues coming up. And I guess one other, I think, stat that kind of is a good way to set the tone for this podcast is this. 60% of employees believe their online activities are none of their employer's business. 50% of employers, when polled, said they believe they have a right to monitor their employee's social media activity. So we have a competing interest uh, between employers and employees. So with that being said, uh, what I can say is that Employers can't avoid this issue in any way. It's impacting employers from hiring decisions to employee management issues within the workplace to, uh, existing laws. And you can run afoul of them through social media activity to new laws that are coming online that you could violate that are specifically tailored towards social media activity and what employers can and can't do. Um, also involves, for example, employers catching employees acting nefariously or inappropriately through things like Facebook Live. There's an example, a couple of examples recently where um, a, a fast food restaurant, uh, one of its employees decided to post a video of him wiping the floor with a bun and then using that bun to serve food. Obviously, that employee was fired, but that was on Facebook Live. Uh, another one involved NFL player... Taping in a private setting a a uh, speech by their coach and he was fined a significant sum of money. So it's everywhere and it's a headache. And employers should proactively deal with it. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves in kind of uh, in trouble or potentially in trouble.
0: So you mentioned the word proactive, and I, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, obviously, it's it's probably best to deal with this on a proactive basis before it becomes a problem. So. What can employers do to proactively deal with, with social media? So
1: your best defense as an employer <clears throat> is to make sure you, you review your existing policies and procedures. Uh, and make sure they address how, whatever social media policies you want to have in place in the workplace. And if they aren't doing that already, updating them accordingly uh, to make sure that they, aren't, they are tailored to now address this new kind of avenue for employee activity. Because I mean, I think the best way to think of social media is it's a virtual break room. It's not some different. It's it's just a virtual space, uh, no different than the space you know employees use you know around the water cooler, or in the cafeteria, or, or at their desk. That's the best way to think of it. So, a thorough review of your policies and procedures, and then updating as needed uh, to address these issues, and then even more importantly, training. Your employees—it's one thing to have policies, but if your employees don't know about them, you know, by just if you just put them on the bookshelf and hope they see them—that's that's not going to solve the problem. I think it's not just updating them, but making sure you develop training modules or training sessions for your employees that let them know about this new set of you know the updated policies and what how you expect them to conduct themselves uh, on social media platforms. Uh, is critical and then also making sure your employees confirm through sign-offs and things of that nature that they receive these policies and procedures so you kind of there's no way for them to say I never got these but just having the policies is one step and proactively also letting your employees know about these policies is critical because if not they just sit on the bookshelf and we most of us practically know employees don't look at handbooks and other policies and procedures until there's an issue.
0: Right. It's, a, it's a, It doesn't help to have the policy and then never explain it to anybody. Correct. Um, it sounds like a potential minefield for employers. What what are some of the potential dangers or risks um, that social media can cause for employers if so, they don't address it?
1: So I think the first, it's easiest to start in the beginning, hiring decisions. So there's a very interesting study done I believe, by Carnegie Mellon, Mellon uh, recently. And they applied for jobs using, and they created social media, uh, profiles for some of the applicants. And, uh, what they did was some, you know, some of the applicants were given names, Muslim-esque names or pictures that would indicate they were Muslim. And then they also had profiles of Caucasian or non-minority, uh, employees. And what they found was particularly in the more conservative parts of this country, um, the profiles the social media profiles from applicants that were muslim or indicate they may have been muslim were much less likely to get an interview so why that's a problem uh, is from a legal perspective is that's a potential discrimination claim so that opens up the idea to google searching applicants so you by google searching an applicant you can learn an array of information that may be a protected class and if that influences a hiring decision you could be Uh, facing a discrimination lawsuit. So if you go into Facebook and see that a potential or a current employee has, for example, cancer. That's an example we had in a case once. Now you have that knowledge. You know that employee has a disability and you wouldn't have otherwise known about it unless the employee told you or the applicant told you other than through your search of uh, social media. So one way to deal with that is to create a procedure where a neutral person not involved in the hiring decision can do a Google social media search and kind of filter out any information that isn't that it would deal with protected classifications. Maybe you would get a report of some type of pertinent information that's not going to create thorny issues uh, of uh, potential protected classes. So that's an example of a policy that could be put in place. Because I know practically when you get an applicant, employers are going to look into their social media presence. So there's, rather than just saying don't do it, uh, you should develop a way to do it in a legally defensible and safe way. And then once you once these people are hired, it's you know same thing. If you find that an employee has uh, you know some type of disability through social media, his you know or not even a protected class, but is you know, lied to you and said I'm out sick, but they're actually at the baseball game. That's not a discrimination issue, but that's an employee management issue. Um, you know, you could have issues with employees bullying one another on social media, and then you again if that. Filters into the workplace, you have another employee HR management issue you need to deal with. So there are tons of risk, uh, but it can be managed appropriately through, pol- again, going back to the policies and the procedures. It can be managed, but it's just a new world out there that employers need to deal with.
0: So, something uh, else that, that everybody needs to be worried about, I guess. Yes. Um, I mentioned in your, uh, in your bio various statutes uh, that you deal with on a regular basis. Um, has the law caught up to to social media, or there are there laws specifically directed at employers and what they can do in relation to an employee's social media activity?
1: So the law is slowly catching up. So you have two kind of two buckets in this world. One bucket would be areas where the law has either laws have been amended to specifically address social media or laws have actually already been enacted to address social media activities by applicants and employees. That's kind of bucket one. Then bucket two would be existing law, and they're kind of essentially trying to fit social media activity under that existing law. So in kind of bucket one, what we're seeing a lot of is states um, passing laws. Pennsylvania, no, Pennsylvania is not one of these states, and I'll go back to that in a sec, but New Jersey and Delaware are passing something called generally Social Media Protection Act or something of that flavor, precluding certain things for employers. So they what they typically do is they say an employer cannot force an applicant or an employee to provide them with their username and password for, pri- you know, for private social media uh, profiles. Uh, and on the same lines, they can't force an applicant to open their, let's say, Facebook profile in front of them. So essentially that you can't work around it by saying, okay, you don't know, give me your password, just open it in front of me and I'll scroll through it. And then also they generally will preclude employers from creating ghost ghost profiles to then friend employees or applicants to get access to their private social media pages um, and things of that nature. So, again, Delaware and New Jersey are in that they have passed that specific law. Pennsylvania has not, but every legislative session, that recent memory that I'm aware of, that law has been introduced and just hasn't made it out and passed. And I, you know, at some point the, I think we're past a critical mass where more than half the states have passed these laws. So I wouldn't be surprised at some point to see Pennsylvania kind of join that group. Um, and then with kind of existing laws, for me, it goes back to what we've already sort of touched on, is social media is just another, it's a virtual space. that's no different than a, a real space. I mean, it, it, it's, you can't, if you find out an employee has a disability, or is you can't then terminate them because of that disability it's no different than if you found out through the normal channels if you found out social media so those are kind of like title seven discrimination um, other laws that are kind of becoming thorny uh, is the fair labor standards act uh, which deals with um, labor issues so if employees are talking about unionization efforts on a social media platform that's no different than if they were talking in the break room again about unionization efforts. You can't then terminate those employees for engaging in what's called concerted protected activity, but in short, you know, talking about unionization related issues, for example. Um, and again, that, that logic just extends right out to social media. Um, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is your, what typically most people view as your criminal background check federal law, uh, is also, you know, you could run afoul of that uh, if you improperly do a social media background check and make an adverse decision based off that background check. And then the uh, Stored Communications Act, which is another federal law, um, it can also be implicated through, uh, if you do an improper or uh, unauthorized access or search of an employee's social media page, and that includes, for example, what I said, you know, creating a ghost profile to get unauthorized access to, private parts, private portions of, usually Facebook's always the prime example because everyone knows Facebook. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag between new laws and existing laws that are kind of being squished into existing law and then new laws that are being put out, mainly at the state level, uh, to address these issues.
0: So is it fair to say then that um, you should treat, in some respects, you should treat social media sites of your employees almost as an extension of your Office. If you wouldn't do something in the office, you shouldn't do it on, on social media. Right,
1: and that's a, that's a great. There's a couple. That's a great example. So, one thing we always say to our our clients is, if you're going to friend a colleague or a subordinate, don't say anything on social media that you wouldn't say in the workplace, because um, it's no different. You know, generally uh, as a best practice, I, I tell my my clients, you know, don't friend your subordinates. But if you're going to, or even your work, your colleagues. But if you're going to it's the same rules you know you can't say something inappropriate on Facebook or on you know what you know instagram whatever you whatever platform you're thinking about if you wouldn't say it in the break room mm-hmm. uh, and I think another important point that I should the with the prior issue we talked about and it kind of bleeds into this one is a key distinction is public versus non public so I think most social media users know that you can make. Your profile private, semi-private, or completely private through various settings. The key distinction for employers is if you just if you find if information is publicly available, that's one thing. But what the real critical distinction is if you're on gaining unauthorized or improper access to information that's not in the public sphere. That's where you're going to be running into much more issues. So I always say again, if it's public, that's one thing, and that's kind of on the employee to regulate his or her conduct if they feel they want to maintain part of their Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever else public. But um, if it's private, then it's a whole different kind of ball game.
0: Right. Okay. Um, well, that was really some um, great information. Social media seems to be here for the long term. It doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. So um, this is going to be very valuable information. Uh, you mentioned at the outset some stories where employee Uh, uh, employees lost their job because of something they did or posted on social media. Um, What are some practical options that employers can use to deal with situations like that?
1: Sure. I mean, practical options, again, this goes back to, you know, obviously, the example I use about the employee video or Facebook Live wiping a bun on the floor. And then if you saw that in person, that violates a slew of, I'm sure I'm not, and I don't represent this company, I'm sure it violates a a whole ton of their policies for a number of reasons. But again, that kind of goes back to, your if it it violates your policy, it doesn't matter if it's on social media or if it happens in the real world. So again, making sure your policies are updated and up to where necessary. I mean, obviously again, wiping the bottom of the floor doesn't require an updated policy. I mean, you know, maybe the policy would also include you can't post anything in the, you know, Facebook Live in the workplace or, you know, do that type of thing. But either way, that policy doesn't need to be updated. But training, even-handed discipline. So if you're going to discipline employees, make sure it's not in an even-handed fashion because you don't want a situation where, you know, one group of employees is subject to differing impacts. So if you're going to be disciplining for social media activity, which is appropriate if you can tie it back to the workplace, um, just do it in an even-handed fashion. Um, if, you're, if off-duty conduct is going to be something you think that needs to be addressed in the workplace, just make sure there's a kind of a in-the-workplace hook, I guess I'll call it, way to explain how it's relevant to the workplace because you, you don't really want to, it's not a good idea to be kind of regulating everything an employee does off-duty. But if, again, the bullying situation, it, if it's if there's an employee bullying another one and then making the bullied employee uncomfortable or unable to do his or her work in the workplace or work with a the person, then you have a reason to address it in the workplace. Then you have a workplace, an employee management issue that you need to deal with. Uh, and I guess kind of the last thing is be realistic for me is the numbers we went over a few minutes ago just kind of sticking your head in the sand and saying my employees aren't going to use social media or just creating a blanket policy saying social media is barred is not practical and it's not going to work in this day and age i mean social media is on our smartphones it's I mean, a lot of us or most I mean, smartphones are computers but then at our desktop our ipads you know whatever device you your employees may have it's right there so rather than just kind of sticking your head in the sand, uh, the more important thing from my perspective would be to be realistic and create a realistic set of policies and procedures that can be enforced. Uh, because I've seen too many times where it's unrealistic expectation result in bad, not in bad results. Uh, so that would be kind of like be practical is the important thing as well.
0: And and, uh, and use common sense, I guess. Sounds like that's... Yeah, I mean, like... The rule of the day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess the rule... Right, I mean, just because... Again, and a lot of people are offenders of this. Just because it's on social... it's Social media is just a digital space. It's no different... It's, it's, it's the best way to think. It's no different than your office or your break room. It's just a digital space where employees can do great things. You can promote... You know, you can, Your companies can have social media pages that promote what the employees are doing. It can be used for your benefit, but can also be... A detriment Uh, and the best way to think of it is just as another virtual space that you need to now deal with
0: okay well that's about all that we have time for in this edition greg i want to thank you for this conversation um it's certainly been very informative and i'm sure enlightening for our listeners Um, please provide your contact information for anyone who might want to contact you for more information
1: sure uh greg hanscom i'm with the law firm of fisher phillips uh, in uh out of our philadelphia office we're a national labor and employment firm uh, my contact information is 610-230-2172. My email is g H-A-N-S-C-O-M, at fisherphillips.com. And you can also find my contact information on my firm bio, which is on uh, our firm's website. is fisherphillips.com.
0: Okay, thanks again, Greg. For more resources on this and other topics regarding the management or governance of your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, Please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thanks for listening and check out our other podcasts on our website.